0: Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by
1: YakGadget for all your kayak fishing accessory needs. Go to
0: yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The One Five Three Bait Company for all your hard and soft bait needs. Go to the One Five Three Anglers.com now let's get this show started
2: yeah and that's exactly what we're gonna do welcome back to another edition of chasing the tide your saltwater connection on the and finn podcast network i'm your host dustin y'all know me what's up everybody uh glad to be back uh booking along this year we had a little recap show to kick off the year of uh you know what was going on in 2021 um 2022 starting off with a bang with uh less time for me on the water. Uh, we're currently in an outage at work, and uh that's limiting my uh my time in that plastic boat. So uh with that, uh we're gonna kick off this episode. We're gonna bring on our guest. We have Rashad Walmack. Everybody calls him Mac. We're gonna bring him on in here and uh and get y'all introduced to him, man. What is going on tonight? What's up, What's bro?
3: What's up, dude? What is up, up, man?
2: Oh yeah. Got some Northeast Jack, Northeast Florida boy in the house tonight. Du- That's what I'm talking about. Oh, Duval. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh stoked to get you on the show, man. You um you normally know, bring everybody on and just uh give a quick backstory, you know, a rundown, introduce yourself, tell everybody uh your name, where you're from, you know, kind of give a backstory how you got into fishing and what led you into that plastic boat.
3: All right, my name is uh Rashad Womack. Everybody calls me Matt. Um, you got a YouTube channel, uh, go by the plastic boat boy. Um, so basically I'm, I'm not from Northeast Florida. I'm from Virginia, Newport news, Virginia. So, um, my family is a long line of fishermen. So, uh, you know, fishing has been around since, you know, for me, since I was able to go ahead and fish, but I really started getting into it. I, I want to say when I got here to Florida, <laughs> I really yeah. dug in, uh, but back home, we surf cast. Uh, Twelve foot rods are better. Uh, throwing eight ounces of leg across the pier, chasing cobia, uh, bull reds, and whatnot. Um, so yeah. So I, I was in being, uh,
2: Norfolk, so Virginia Beach area. So yeah, think, yeah, you yeah. know. Oh yeah, I yeah. got a buddy stationed there. We we visited there before, and I've I've surfed some surf contests up there, and he. You know, had some good times up there. In yeah, show me how to man. surf,
3: man. How to <laughs> surf. Hey, there's some ways
2: in Jacksonville, man. Mayport and they were based. Up I hear.
3: I was just here. joking. I'm gonna surf. Oh, yeah. I'm going to surf that plastic boat. That's what I'm, I'm surf surfing. Kayak.
2: <laughs> yeah. Shoot, chair, yeah, man. So Virginia grew up there, surf casting. Yes, yeah, sir. And then uh, came on back and then relocated down there, relocated to Florida. Yeah. So uh, really, like, put you back into it, huh?
3: Yeah, pretty much, Yeah. Yeah, the putting together patterns and figuring fish out, and you know, and definitely made a, a pastime of it. More, more, more than a pastime, it's almost like it consumes most of my time. So, I love I it. can,
2: I can definitely relate to that. I know you can. <laughs> Cause, cause I did. I grew up. I grew up surfing, like Eastern Surfing Association surf contests. Uh-huh. I skated, skateboard events. I had sponsors in that in those fields. Like okay, working with surf shops and being on their team, and then kind of getting hooked up, and and that's kind of what. You know, and I fished. I fished my whole life myself growing up in Southeast Georgia. Down there, there's always farm ponds. There's always golf course ponds you can sneak onto and catch Uh some good fish. And then there's the, you know, there's bridges to fish off of, plenty of piers and access. So it was just like, it was just, you know, my uncle's fish, my dad fish, my grandpa. They always would take me too. Um, So it was just like looming that it was going to. Full circle back to me to really get back into it again. Cause when I was a kid, that's all I wanted to be. I said, Man, I want to be a bass man. I want to fish Bassmaster Tour. I sure. watched Jimmy Houston every morning. I watched Bill Dance every morning, I'd be Roland Martin. Yeah. Then there's some guy from Jacksonville that that had a show. I would watch him. he always be yeah. on Robin Reservoir throwing shiners, catching big old giants, dude. Oh CA yeah,
3: Richardson.
2: <laughs> there's a couple of them, yeah. Sure. Yeah, it was uh, you know, it was always part of my life too growing up. You know, yeah. go fish, catch some, have some fish fries. And all That's that. what it is. That's what it was for me. It was a fish mm, fry. Mm, My I family like
3: love to eat fish, bones and all. I <laughs>
2: eat the tail, the crispy tail. Oh
3: with, no, man! The no. Fish.
2: Ooh, man, the throats on the redfish some, some cheese grits. Oh man, yeah. I got. I, I could eat all day. Man, I uh, talk about food. I just like yeah. I'll make the
3: paint fall off the walls, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, right. I weigh three hundred fifty pounds, man. <laughs> I ain't get this way by not not eating, you know what I mean? A little food, too. <laughs> so
2: what, what led you down to the uh, Jacksonville area, northeast Florida area? It,
3: it was it was kind of strange, man. Um, see, my uncle, he fished. He, it's really what got me into fishing or kept me in the fishing. Uh, they did a family uh, vacation here every year. Orlando, they would go. Um, I wasn't for Disneyland and all that stuff like that. So I would come and I would head to – to Sebastian's Inlet and mm-hmm. fish for like three days. And it, I took a beat in there, man. That the sun tore me up. The fish didn't didn't love me. Uh, and then I took off to Clearwater to uh, Skyway Pier or mm-hmm. Bridge. Mm-hmm. And I would fit every time I come, I'll fish that. And I say, you know, why am I driving down here, you know, once a year to, to try to get on these fish? Uh so I had an opportunity to come to Jacksonville to visit. And and that's when you know I started looking at places. Uh, my job said I can transfer. I was got to you know find an opening. Somebody accepted me. I just I, it was like fast forward, boom. I'm like, oh, hey, like yeah. So yeah, but I've been fishing ever since I ever since I got here. Every weekend, just about figuring it out.
2: Man, and how long you been in that area now? I, it's been about eight years. Eight years. Was, oh, yeah. cool deal. Yeah. Cool deal, man. Man, that uh, that area is just there's so much It's vast. all the coastal, uh, creeks and, and, uh, you know, feeder creeks and river systems. And then there's, you know, there's, there's great bass fishing down towards Malatka, yeah. St. John, on St. John's, all the Orange Lake, Crescent Lake, Robman, all that good stuff over there. And then yeah. you got all that stuff down towards St. Augustine, Guana, Tolomato Reserve, all that good One. stuff, man. There's some giant One. trout in there. You know, I'm going to make it over here. I'm
1: going
2: to have to get up over there. Oh, there ain't no child in there. I don't. <laughs> nah, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Dang, man. Yeah. I, whew, I had got me a good one last uh, week before last, right sure. before I went started that turnaround. I got me a 27 and a half. Um, uh-huh. uh, just set up perfect. Uh, we just had a, I just had an article come out today in one of our local. I just uh, read it magazines yeah <laughs> talk about daydream that's all i've been doing staring at the computer screens daydreaming about that way that fish come up by the water and throw their exactly. head <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. yeah man. well you know next time to put it on
2: oh yeah i'm gonna yeah. be all over it so um once you got relocated and you got down here and you, you were fishing more areas and all that what what got you in that kayak though what was that
3: Again, the
2: same as way. everybody else, just wanting no, to branch I, I, out,
3: and have I, I, more I, I, area. Oh yeah, I, I guess so. I I sat there on the bank and I was fishing. Mind you, I'm tearing the trout up. Like I'm yeah. catching trout left and right, nobody's business. I look up and I see dudes hopping on the kayaks, pulling their stringers out. They got the, the mixed bag. They got you know yelling about the PB and all that stuff like that. So I mean, nothing's wrong with bank fishing at all. Yeah. But you know, at some point, that landlocked mm-hmm. um, type of fishing. You, your luck runs out. That's it. If fish want if the fish make a move, you can't move with them. You gotta wait until the conditions are back right again. So i I would say where I'm from, no, (laughs) nobody kayak fish. It took a lot for me to step um, in Black Creek Outfitters. I don't know if you heard about them. They have a pond in the back out here. Yeah, and you can go and demo. And I did. I did a Jackson Big Rig. Was the first kayak I ever stepped in. And anyway, um, after that, I started chasing and finding, you know, bigger, bigger kayaks, kayaks that would suit me better. And I I stumbled upon a new canoe, F-12. I could stand up in that thing. I could jump around. I just had a paddle. And, you know, I learned, I respect the game a lot from paddling. Yeah, I
2: started out paddling for many years, you know, and it's, that's when you learn about, you know, the different strokes and how to control your boat really well, you know, but I'm telling you, when you get that pedal drive, though, it's like, man, <laughs> my hands are free. I could do whatever. I could keep yes. fishing into the wind. I,
3: yes, sir. Yeah. 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 I said yeah, that when I was paddling. I said I told I can't remember who I told you, to, but I said uh, I was like, ah, eh, I don't, I don't need a, a pedal. I can, I you know, get along with these paddles. As soon as I hop in that hobby, what, what in the world? Well, who needs a paddle? That, that's that's ridiculous. That was fun, man. You yeah, yeah. never sit on that spot and fish. That's good stuff. Yeah,
2: you just sit on it, and, yeah. and you get to point A and point B a lot faster. And then, and then once you add an electric motor, it's even
3: oh man, it's even
2: more man. It's just like the range you get, and then just the extra time on the water, uh, yeah. extra time, you know, at the spot for the fish, especially on like a tournament day or something. And you really oh, need definitely. to get to that spot and get that right on time for that bite window. And then right. you, you you know you're just mm-hmm. there, and you got a lot more time to, to to set up and get on that spot right, yeah. You know that's what a paddle drive to. You set up into the wind and kind of hold your position. It's yep. just man, there's just so many, so many gadgets and advancements over the past few years. It just it's nuts. Every, they're thinking about everything for the kayaks, man. There's every kind of accessory you could imagine.
3: Exactly. I kind of wonder what's next, man. You got you got motors on. You got trolling motors on these boats now, and so wonder what's next.
2: So the fishery there in the area um in, in Jacksonville. St. Austin, Northeast Florida, um, that's pretty diverse. I mean, you, you can yeah. get a mixed bag you can catch a slam, you know, redfish trout flounder, yep. um, I know there's a lot of whiting and pompano in the surf and, you know, <laughs> know, Cobia offshore in the summer on some of them flat days in the summer, that yeah. seems like that would be cool. Something to do, go try to find Cobia or tarpon or kingfish, you know, offshore there. Yeah.
3: And a lot, a lot of, a lot of people don't know, and I don't know if I'm gonna get flagged for this, but there's a decent uh, uh, population of resident snook. Not nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but you know it's not uncommon to run across your slot um, slot size snook.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I
3: haven't gotten on them, um, but I definitely know some dudes that figured it figured it out. And can, yeah, can put you on them, but yeah, everything. Yeah, makes one of, that one of our,
2: my Jackson teammates. Uh, actually lives in St. Augustine and guides down there. Bart Swab, sure. um, he guides out of Jackson's down there in, in St. Augustine and, and that area. Um, you know, so he, he he's kept caught some snook down there. There's some, you know, there's some fish to be found. You know, we have some here and there, too, yeah. uh, around our area. You know, a little more towards Brownsville, South Padre, Port Isabel, but right. we have a few here and there up on the Middle Coast. And, uh, you know... But we had that big freeze, you know, kind of, kind of put a damper on some things. They just passed the uh, the new um, slot limits today. Uh, really? You know, little emergency order. Yeah, uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife along with CCA came up. Uh, it's gonna, from uh, Sergeant down south. It's going to go to uh, um, three trout, seventeen to twenty-three instead of five at fifteen and over, with only one over twenty-five. So they're going to adjust that for the for the. Uh, you know for the biomass to expand yeah um with the with the spawning and everything so yeah um you know there's a couple ways they could have went about it but you know i'll just trust that they know yeah. what they're doing. You know how they
3: do they they know yeah. what they're doing man. Oh, i know
2: <laughs> they know they, they know <laughs> what they're doing we'll see we'll see what happens with the fishery i'm, I'm still lucky to be catching some good ones you know I, yeah you know and that's one of my favorite fish uh, that speckled trout so you know yeah. around that area y'all y'all can find some pretty good fish on, at times you know And this time of year, is it is it is it cool over there in in Jacksonville in those feeder creeks? You got to find the little deep holes and and get on
3: them. Yeah, you got to find the uh, find some deep holes up in there. I mean, it's not it's not difficult to do. Uh, We got some pretty deep creeks. Yes. Um, But uh, as far as the you know the water temps, we got a nice little snap last week. And I mean, like, we we were shocked. It was out in the water, said uh, Phil was air, you know, air temp was supposed to be like 29. Mm-hmm. Real Phil was like 20. Water yep. was down in the uh, lower 40s. In the 40s. Yep. And, 20. but the redfish were still having at it like nobody's business, man. Sometimes like,
2: it makes them even crazier.
3: And right? I'm telling you, they were doing death rolls on the bait. Like, I ain't never seen them act like that, but. Yeah, you know, sometimes man. that
2: colder water stunned that, stunned the bait, stunned the shrimp. Yeah. If there's yeah. shrimp still in the marsh, like we had shrimp still in the marsh on our last cold snap, and they was, and the fish was in there just acting silly on oh, them, man. Oh uh-huh. uh, yeah, that's. I like I like redfish too, but man, the trout guy, trout. <laughs> I'm a trout guy.
3: Yeah, we got some uh, de- decent sized ones here. I mean, it, it it takes actually this time of year to really uh, work a pattern on them. Yeah, uh, they'll pop up, you know, on you, but uh, this time of year, it's you know. They're more slow this time mean, of you, slow. Slow, big bait, slow. You know what I mean? You can get them.
1: But yeah, I, I, I'm stuck on ground.
3: redfish. I, you know I mean, I'm stuck. I'm just, I don't know what it is, man. They fight so hard there
2: I love the redfish too, but man, I just, I love them. I switched to trout this time of year, you know? Yeah. And I do like I do like to go find a redfish, especially when they're up in those, uh, you know, the little creeks in the marsh, the little deeper bends, and you can yeah. put a crankbait. And, work it real slow, and then, uh, you know, I just, I love a redfish bite on a crankbait, it's it's insane, you never try little, tried, little, little, little square bill, especially yeah. if you can get it down to where it just barely bumps the mud, and it makes little puffs of mud, like a little crab going across, uh-huh. Oh, them redfish will come up and smack it, they'll just straight eat it, man, okay. so redfish over there, though, you know, y'all got a lot bigger, um,
3: tidal swing,
2: than we yes, have. you know we yes. might have one or two foot at the most, and over there you're getting, you know, four to six. Yeah.
3: Um, so and being in a crack in
2: that, it's got to be the current you deal with, and then the low water conditions you could put yourself in if you're back up in a creek and off on a flat, <laughs> and the water drops out, you're gonna be getting some mud. Huh? If that has it happened.
3: <laughs> That's Speaking from experience. Not... spirit. It's <laughs> a few things I want to talk about. Oh no. Yeah, I didn't I have been bottomed out and it, it can happen easy especially yeah. if you're on a bike and um you got your back to the bank. You don't really have a reference like in mm-hmm. front of you and uh you're just fishing away and next thing I know, I'm trying to paddle out and I'm like, "Dude, I look down and it's it's completely Can't it's get out. But that's the so, thing,
2: like most days there, you'll have four tides. You will have the low tide, the high tide, the low tide, the high tide. So it'll yeah. you know, and then another Three hours, you might be getting water back in there, but then you're gonna be stuck. <laughs> <You can laughs> exactly. Be stuck for a
3: while. The water moves quickly, though. You know, once once you get that slack tide, it ain't but a matter of minutes before it's turned back the other way. Yeah, depending on your wind, but yeah, I've been stuck a few times. I know a few guys are probably listening right now. They've <laughs> <and> been stuck. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. We, I've been back in some spots and had had some wind changes come in. Uh, yeah. fishing some fronts and fishing some dumps when we get a big strong front and had uh, the water just absolutely leave the area and just be yep. you're just dragging for a couple hundred yards trying to get back to paddle, paddleable water you know it's, it's pretty crazy when it happens <laughs> all it's, parts of it you know it's all part of it,
3: yeah, uh, it is learning strange. new
2: areas too it's got to be different you know especially you know
0: midway usa brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping, midwayusa.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history.
2: Back home on that on the East Coast over there, mm-hmm. you know, I just have to hay- take a whole different approach because I'm not used to those tide changes anymore. You know, that's what yeah. would be pretty weird about that. Yeah. Man, yeah. cool yep. deal. Well, hey, uh while I'm thinking about it right here, we're going to talk about, uh you know, what you got on the screen right there, that Estuary code
3: Oh yeah, that right there.
2: Yeah, you talk oh. about that. What kicked off that? I, of you know, what kicked off the idea to start that. Uh, brand, you know, give everybody yeah, a little backstory on that and yeah, what
1: brand's
3: about, yeah. Definitely, the the name is is what was new. The idea has been around forever. Like I've been bouncing it back and forth from between you know whether or not I'm gonna do it or not. But uh, name, I remember flying over Jacksonville, and you know, you look down out of the plane. If you if you catch it on a good you know a good day, you can see, you can see all these fingers of uh of rivers and creeks. Mm-hmm. Cutting and splitting the land up, and yep. I, to me that's like one of the most beautiful things, and what that represents is big water feeds little water. Yep. Even even your creeks, I mean your your streams, you get mm-hmm. evaporation, you get precipitation, and that flows the stream. Big water feeds little water, and sure. and I think even you know bigger than that on a personal level, I've shown so many people how to fish, to mm-hmm. feed themselves. You know what I mean, yep. um, but you know, long story short, a lot of the brands out here really don't have that backbone as, you know, um, in-, in tune with the angler so much, you know what I mean? Uh, I represent the bank fishermen. I represent the guys dragging kayaks at four 30 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? The guy stuck in the mud with the paddle or yep. the paddle jar, <laughs> yep. you know, I, I, re- I represent all that. Cause I've, I've, I've done that all in, uh, and I know a lot of guys who, you know, fly fish in the streams and whatnot like that. I like to get into it. That's a whole different grind. And people, all people see is the pictures. You know, we holding the fish up. They don't see the grind it took to get to that yeah. to that point And to figure these fish out as much as we do Right. Um, is, is a big thing. So I kind of want to capture the, the essence and the beauty of fishing into a brand. Um, and real quick, everything you see... The graphics are made by um by me and my girlfriend in in-house. <clears throat> yeah. We design everything ourselves. I wake up in the morning literally like a zombie and I'm like, all right, this is the this is the the logo. This is what I want. You know, this is the idea. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She'll put it together. Um, right now I'm wearing the redfish swirl shirt. I don't know turn around and see if you can catch yeah. it.
2: If you're watching on watching, yeah, you can catch that. Oh, look at that. Check that yeah. out. Yeah, I saw I saw you had a post the other day that kind of had the the, uh, the timeline of that, you know, it was a picture and it, it went out and it exactly. showed the progression you know, of it into the logo that actually ends up on the back of that
3: shirt. I, right I caught that sucker. And I tell you what, he put, a, I don't know if you can see, man, he put a nice little jab in my finger. I, mm. I think I, I got a, a swim fin stuck in my finger from the deer, oh, man. man. yeah. Sometimes
2: Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> them things that will turn infected and you'll get it like that finger ballooning up, man. Yeah. You got to watch that for that fish yeah. bump.
3: <laughs> Just Just keep, like, keep an eye <laughs> on it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, man, that's a that's a rad shirt. You know, I know I definitely gotta I gotta head over there. And, you know, yeah. and get me some stuff. You know, I called that one called my eye. You got one with a plastic boat division. That's a pretty cool dang logo too.
3: Yeah,
2: y'all, uh, man. So what 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 kind of plans y'all got for that? Y'all y'all just rolled that out. You know, pretty new company.
3: Yeah, well, it's a uh, everything you see is kind of things I've been like uh, I've been saying for years. uh yeah. just between me and my friends. <clears throat> um. But the plastic boat division mm-hmm. is literally because you know you wake up early in the morning you you grab you got your ritual you got your coffee or whatever you're doing you meet your buddies or whoever and you feel like you know what I'm saying like a call to action mm-hmm. <laughs> per se so uh, I felt that was a suitable name for it um, but but pretty much and looking looking out we we want to keep everything in house yeah you know we want to print the shirt want to take the order print the shirt package it slide a couple goodies in there you know what i'm saying you might Mm -hmm. you might get a mirror lure in in your bag or something in a a handwritten note and uh but right now we're we're kind of limited on what we can do we don't have shirts in bulk you ever heard of a t-shirt shortage because that's what's going on right now i can
2: can relate to that because i'd like to you know kick some stuff back off myself you know I, i started um, a small apparel company myself, Tidewaters Apparel a few years back and, and and did a couple little runs of stuff here and there. And uh, you know, had some cool stuff come out, had some hats, had some nice stuff. And then just yeah. this last past year this everything was like short, you know, Richardson yeah. was hard to get stuff. BAW is hard to get stuff from. Yeah. Tech, all, all them little companies that you still get, they still got like they actually got some cool, cool shirts. You know, if yeah. you look and find the ones you need, you know. Um, but it's just been hard to get on it and then, you know, writing articles and, and keeping up with the the team for Jackson and just different obligations yeah. to sponsors and stuff is just, you know, kind of put it on the back burner. You know, I just yeah. kind of left it alone. I still got a little bit here and there. I never ended up in the red. I actually made a little money here and there off of it. So I got lucky. Um might just need to kick it back off. Yeah, man, your stuff caught my eye too, man. It was like, uh, it's pretty cool. I, I like the logos. I like the, sure. the concept, the name behind it, and and, and the back, the backstory of it's real, really cool. So for yes, sure, sir. man, I yeah, appreciate that. Hopefully, hopefully see some growth and uh, probably gonna see a couple orders. My name come on through there here.
3: Bring it on, man!
2: Bring it on. So I need to go ahead and order me a couple things.
3: Yeah, we get, get your discount code started too. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want to check it out? You know, go through you. There you yeah. go.
2: Shoot, yeah, man. Yeah. So, being that you're over there, have you have you had a chance to to dive into any of the the, the tournaments?
3: Uh I, I, I okay. So, <clears throat> the job that got me here was the worst thing ever. I was a manager for FedEx. Dude. I had never had a day off. Oh so. man. I couldn't plan it. I can't. I couldn't plan a tournament. You know what I mean? Um, I kind of just within the you know past year, my schedule's been a lot more flexible. What I'm doing now, yeah. And I definitely plan on it this year. I just got my hobby actually. Um, yeah. I think it was about about four months ago, and you know that's that's a game changer for me. And I can get to the spots I want to fish, and fish are the way I want to. So this year, yeah, I'm I'm looking to get in some tournaments. Actually, I think I'm doing a. A sheepish tournament coming up uh, next month.
2: Oh, cool deal! Yes, yeah, I like those. Yeah, that's one of the uh, the forgotten fish, man. That people don't realize. Uh, you know, they roam the flats too a little bit oh, here yeah. in the winter. We got some some shell and some reefs that they'll yeah. they'll frequent. And uh, they're fun to the cast too. The little uh, crab imitation lures, like the a crab, or the uh, yeah, the Savage Gear makes one. Of, yeah. Them things are pretty dang fun to catch, man, and they're and they're pretty good table fare too. They got oh, a sweet, man, sweet white meat. You just gotta take your time cleaning them and those ribs. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're some great, uh, great eating fish, and they fight, man. They they
3: put up a good fight too. Those are they some do. deceitful fish, man. When you are fighting those things, you yeah, I'm I'm thinking like, man, this is this is big right here. This is big, mm-hmm. and it, all of them fight. All sizes just give you a run for their money, man. There, there's crazy. some
2: there's some areas I target that, that I, I could pull some good trout off of structure.
3: Yeah.
2: And I've caught some, you know, 22, 23-inch sheephead on soft dines. And just think, man, what in the world do I got?
3: <laughs> and then oh, pull and
2: drag. And
3: woo. That, that yeah. would mess me up right there, yeah. Yeah. And then triple tail,
2: too. That's another one. Oh, man. I still yeah. – I hooked yeah. one uh, – Right at the beginning of the fall, I hooked one, and I couldn't turn it, and it broke me off, into the structure is a pretty dang good
3: one. Boys on play. You know,
2: on play. I know y'all have them over there, too.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, so <clears throat> move around, move in and out here and there, you know, with the water temps and everything. But,
0: man, that area over there,
2: I sure, I sure do like that area. I'm going to have to.
3: Come on, you know, I, man. I
2: fished in boats out of, you know, and banks out as a kid, but yeah, I really want to get over there and get the kayak. I, I, I'm going to have to make a trip over there.
3: Yeah, tournaments over there. There's plenty
2: of stuff. You're gonna have some
3: opportunities, you know.
2: Like like you were saying, you know, you get your schedule lined out and all that. There's some pretty yeah. good stuff that goes on over that way. Good
3: stuff. Oh, yeah. We are ha- having fun over here, man. <laughs> we're having
2: fun, oh, sir, man. So, what about yeah, the growth in the uh, in the kayak fishing um, community over there? Are, are you know, you can you pretty much go to a launch and like. Find some solitude, or are you seeing people? A lot of people on the water. Uh,
3: Okay, so the areas we see a lot of people at, those are the areas obviously overfished. But you know, boaters, kayakers alike. Um, But in the same token, there's a community of kayak fishermen who, you know, take it serious. They take the time to research, and we find each other in the same areas, Mm -hmm. and. Yeah, no, any given time you go out, and we're talking about sliding into the water, not not on a boat ramp. Not I'm on a boat ramp. Yes. Trees. Somewhere. Yep. Yeah, you're talking about the brush. Um and uh no, you, you you really won't, man. And it's it's nice to know that you can go out to your spot, fish your spot, and you know, you know, boats can't get up in there. Yep. And it's just y'all, just you and the boys. So I have, some, I have
2: some awesome marsh areas like this that you can't Little culverts you have to go through and yeah. <laughs> and stuff, and there's no boats getting back there. <laughs> it's, it's actually pretty cool. That's that's the whole thing that kind of you know pushed me towards that kayak was just opening up the area and <clears throat> that that freedom to launch wherever you found a public area that you could slide into the water at. Yeah, you know? and that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal for that kayak. You know, it, it opens up a lot of opportunities and places you can fish.
3: It's a real it's a real tool, dude. Like yeah. you're talking about the advantages of kayaking um the the stealthiness of it if you approach it the right way you can literally catch these fish i locked eyes so many times with redfish they didn't even know i was there just locked eyes mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like oh shoot you can see me or you can see me <laughs> it's just you know you're in there with them and you have so many shots at these fish yeah that you wouldn't have um they can hear, hear you coming you know they'll get locked jaw. Or well, yeah. they might take off and, and head up a few bends. You know, you never know. But the kayak definitely is a is a viable tool. Stealth. For that. Like yeah. uh,
2: there's there's times I've I've caught some good solid trout that I know if I would have been weight fishing that area from the silt I stir up or from the crunching on the shell, mm-hmm. I would have spooked the fish long yeah. before I got a shot at them. Right, right. being in that kayak has definitely afforded me a few more opportunities for sure. You're right. Yeah. I talked to my boat, my boat friends, I got a lot of guys I've I fish some tournaments out of boats with them and yeah. you know, weight fishing and you know drifting flats for redfish and this and that. But you know, I just said you just can't beat the stealthiness of that kayak. You can't do it. You can't, you can't beat it.
3: You cannot do it, man. Shoot. I stand, I like standing up and fishing too. Um yeah. it's still from a boat to a kayak, that's still a lower profile as far as projecting a shadow, you know, on the yep. water. Um I in the summertime I throw net for mullet, you know what I mean? And uh those mullet are not dumb. You know what I mean. Oh. You, you know you got You got to really sneak up on those mullet in that kayak. Man, I'm telling you, just just glide up on them and pop them with the net. They never know what's coming.
2: <laughs> and as for bait, you use that for That's, bait. sometimes? I, I use that
3: for bait. I, I'm I'm I am. I do everything. Uh, I do lure, lure soft baits. I do hard baits. I do top yep. water pop. You know all that stuff. Man.
2: Sometimes they want them mullet, man. They want them little finger mullet or, or mud minnows, glass minnows. Yes.
3: Yep. That was the case last week, last weekend. they would not take lure. Wouldn't do it. Do a little mud middle one, game on. Lights out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> lights out, exactly. You're talking about baits now, so I'm going to throw one out there for you. Yes, sir. Uh, big baits, big fish? Yes? <laughs> no? What
3: you think? This is this is going to be controversial, man. I think that's that's one of those questions. So. It
1: can <clears throat> I'm going
3: to start by saying fellas' size does matter to a certain extent. Um, but it depends on when you use that bait. So if you're writing notes down right now, trying to, you know, learn something to figure it out, don't write that at the top wait for it. Okay. The wintertime trout, especially, uh, here, they, the bigger trout like a bigger bait, um, with a slower presentation. It's an easy meal for them. It's an easy target all in all. They don't have to risk much to get it, um, but my experience with redfish, I, I just I can't put that same pattern together with a redfish. Yeah. You know, I've thrown little little live target shrimp out and I've caught some bull. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so I, I'd say for trout, go go big in the wintertime. For and sure. I, that definitely works. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This time of year, though, <laughs> like, man, them little Ned, Ned Rig style baits for the redfish yeah. are, are killer. and little small That's shrimp right. imitations, the bugs lures uh oh, little man. crankbaits. I throw the little 1.5 crankbaits and catch some monster redfish on it. It's crazy. I gotta
3: try that out, man. I wonder if yeah, I wonder if they'll take that here. I'll, I'll try it. Yeah.
2: Not a <laughs> not a wake bait, an actual crankbait yeah. that runs like three to five foot deep. Yep. Yeah. yeah,
3: that'd be interesting Chatter, to try
2: chatterbait, chatterbaits too.
3: I've tried the rattle one. traps. I've caught res on yeah. rattle traps.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh
3: I don't really like using those so much. They they pick up so much crap. So
2: yeah, they run a little bit deeper. If you can find like the, the, the right size square build, it'll work, and it'll yeah. be able to drag it through and, and work it around shell. It'll bounce off shell too. That lip will just hit the shell and kind of bounce back up, just like. it am trying to see. You're
3: a big bass back. fisherman. I'm yeah, just, I,
2: fish a, I fish a lot. Bass fish a lot too.
3: I just messed around a little bit, man. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna try that out. I appreciate that. I transition
2: a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know bass lures. Yeah. Big glide baits, swim baits, big swim baits, seven, eight inch swim baits for trout, sure. um, jerk baits. That's a that's a big thing this time of year is suspending uh jerk baits. Yes, sir. You know, especially around deep shell, deep shell, you know, five, seven foot deep and getting that bait down and just you know, a couple quick jerks and just pause it, just twitch, twitch, and just let it sit for two, three seconds and then sometimes they'll Two, three, four seconds and then doink and then it'll smoke it, man. You
3: know, that's, a, that's some long pauses right there. See, a lot of guys yeah. can't do that. They just never yep. burn, burn, yep. burn.
2: And I actually, I actually fish uh, you know, the corky fat boys. I actually I'll actually count those down and fish those in pretty deep water, you know, around structure. Um, you know, a lot of people fish those. You know, sometimes, you know, you get your warmer days and the travel and move up onto the flats here and kind yep. of feed as it warms up. All, you know, after fronts, you know, you, our water temp can get down in, you know, upper 40s and that. But you'll get a couple of, you know, warm afternoons and those fish might move up onto the flats. But there's days post front, like the day after, those fish will be weighed, they'll be backed off back in that deeper water and I'll find mm-hmm. them on structure and use that. I'll count that corky mm-hmm. down or, you know, a 17 MR uh, mirror alert oh, yeah. um, or jerk baits over the structure, same thing. You know, it's just there's so much, there's so much stuff out there to, to throw. It's just like can be confusing for sure. <laughs> but, I, I, yeah. got,
3: I got a guy, I got a buddy. He's he just having something to look at him. He's looking in his, his tackle box. He's like, What did I throw? I'm like, Man, just choose something. Pick something, man.
2: Pick something. Yep. Yeah. Bright and sunny, clear water, throw something natural. Throw something a little bit of sparkle to it. Clean
3: back, yeah. You
2: know, yep. Yeah, so. Cloudy, overcast, <laughs> throw something a little darker.
3: Yep. Dirty water, put a little
2: chartreuse, put a little something bright. The yeah, chartreuse will
3: get them. I, I, that's mm. what I keep.
2: For their lime troops, yeah. uh with some disco flake that little iridescent flake in it yeah 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 yeah, yes, yeah big fish big baits at times I, I see that yeah the trout this time of year the slower yeah. uh slower bigger slower presentation um you know definitely hands down takes the cake yeah. you know for me too they'd rather spend you know energy chasing that one big bait to hold them over Exactly. having to spend all that energy trying you know more energy trying to catch you know five two inch three inch mullet they'd rather mm-hmm. eat a 10-inch mullet and be done they're you smart know, eat, eat like three days later
3: you know they are smart they know what they're doing
2: yeah they, they don't get big for nothing
3: exactly <laughs> for <being> Stupid. <laughs> yeah those trout release over 20 because they know what they're
1: doing
2: <laughs> oh yeah they sure do they uh man yeah. and that's a great program too you know, oh, I've, yeah, had, yeah. I've had David on, on the podcast, too, Dave Vlad, yeah. uh, from I Strike uh, Fishing and, and the Release Over 20 Initiative. And, yeah. and uh, you know, that's a great thing. I always try to, you know, release fish. I don't think I've kept one single trout since the freeze. I've released every trout that I've caught. And, I, I, you know, all the all the 20-inch fish, I always log them and, and put them into that program. It's a great deal. Yeah. You know, we, we do have some great resources, like Chris Bush, with Speckle Truth. I'm rocking his shirt right
3: now, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah.
2: That. Chris Bush has got a good thing articles and po- he does have the podcast also. Um, I have to bring him on one of these days. I know he he gets a lot of the the old school salts, the old legends in, in trout fishing, and has How some good dope. stuff. Check check him out. He uh yeah. he he has some good good content and, and writes some damn good articles too. Um, yeah. Give him some shout out, some of buds out there. Uh, but yeah, man, this uh this kayak fishing thing, whew, man. It's like what you were talking to at the beginning, you know, just like uh, just time consuming takes <laughs> every little moment you get a free, like yeah. I'm going to fish. I mean, I, I'll i even fish before work. Like I wake up at two in the morning to go fish for two hours before I go to work <laughs> or, I'll, or yeah. I'll bring my stuff with me and I'll fish for two hours after work, you know, on certain days, if I'm like in a t- long line yeah. tournament or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like all over it, man. I, oh.
3: I think that's what I noticed about, uh, you know, out there where you are where you guys are y'all have more places to put in a kayak don't you we
2: have a lot of places to put in kayak. yeah yeah,
3: yeah. it's kind of it's kind of you know tough sometimes it's tough you got to get out to these uh these places that everybody you know everyone's there boaters are yeah. there um but uh but yeah i know i did notice that you guys can pretty much pull over almost anywhere on, on yes. you know and slide we, on in so we have a lot nice. of
2: water access in the, in the base systems and, and stuff around here and a lot of places you can actually walk in and wade fish from the yeah. from the back there you know yeah. which is pretty nice. cool. yeah there's a lot of stuff like that yeah. you know,
3: i'm very
2: fortunate in my area I'm, I'm i'm close to some really good bass fishing lakes and some power plant lakes and then i'm i mean i'm you know hour and 15 minutes from corpus 45 minutes from rockport you know matagorda's hour and 15 minutes surfside freeport yeah. and galveston you know all under two hours see uh, all those places are
3: familiar because i watched those guys. On, on YouTube, i you watch some you of the YouTube guys. Trail Chaser, MDLR. Trail
2: Chaser, I fish with Trail Chaser.
3: That's a that's a cool dude, man. Yeah, he's, he's on he's on hey, the fly right now. David's
2: a good dude, man. He's a good yeah. dude. He did a cool deal with that little that little skiff he has, and then uh, you know there's a I, I, I have a channel I haven't posted since December of 2019. Come on, because <laughs> it's just too times. to I'd rather just get great. Some good pictures and and content that, that work you about editing on the yeah. Um You know, it, it's just it's you have to put a lot in it to to really build your following on YouTube with the uh, yeah. you know algorithm. You really need to post like once a week, you know, a video a week and stuff. And I just you know I'll put one up every now and then if I feel like filming. I feel like filming most of the time. If I'm on the fish, I'm
3: just catching fish. See, that's that's a tough one for me yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I, I I've lost fish going for that button. <laughs> Oh, going yeah. the record button, yeah. and I hate doing it. So, but
2: yeah, yeah and I'm not I, willing to name spots either. And I I just can't get down with that thing right there. Uh, <laughs> somebody can figure out where where I'm fishing by my background. I know I've said this before in my podcast, but yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah, for the spot burning for the like for the. <laughs> I'm not big you on. Gotta that tur- you gotta
3: tilt the camera down at the you know at the at the yacht.
2: Yeah, so they keep yeah. I, around, you know? I've already had words with some that like fish some areas that are well known in like tournament anglers and stuff. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, they just put it on blast. And next thing you know, there's like freaking twelve freaking kayaks unloaded. Like one morning we were fishing a tournament, and there's usually like just the couple guys who fish tournaments are the ones yeah. launching in this area. And there was like twelve other kayakers, and they're all like cookie cutter. Like just like some of the other guys, <laughs> it's, just, it's pretty funny. It's pretty good, you know. But yeah, you. But on the flip side, like some of these guys that are out there, they do put out some decent content and do put out some decent tips and tactics, you know. Which do. I give you credit for that,
3: Nathan. I just finished I, I, today. I spent the whole day watching Nathan, <clears throat> and uh, yep. yeah, he he. I watched him from the beginning. That dude really tuned in. He's tuned in. He's on. Oh so. yeah. Southern yeah. Salt, yeah. Yeah, Southern uh, Salt. Alabama. salt. Yeah, yeah. Southern I salt.
2: fish that area. I love that. I've caught some giant redfish on crankbaits over there. Woo. Like 40-inch-plus yeah. redfish on little pitty two-and-a-half-inch crankbaits. That's I'm nice. I'm telling you, that, that place is insane over there. And there's some good trout over there, too. Yeah, there's I see them on good him. trout, too.
3: He gets on them, yeah.
2: Yeah, that man, I love. I just love all fishing. I, if I could just fish everywhere, all the way across the coast, and from here to – Towards Florida, all the way back up, and
3: yeah. you know, I'm already
2: planning trips in my head. I was like, man, I want to go to Virginia next year in October to chase some big hey. trout with Charlie Church, and I've had him on and, and Madel Magrano <laughs> and Thomas Lipp. Yeah. I want to go up there because, man, the, the trout fishery, the numbers right now that they're yeah. seeing this year—if they don't get a big freeze next year—is going to be freaking stupid.
3: <laughs> and that's exactly, that's exactly what happened when I was there. It wasn't like that when I was there mm-hmm. um, about. I'll say about a few, maybe four years ago, three years ago is when I started seeing them. Like these mm-hmm. dudes are in the marsh bagging 20s, uh, mid 20s, upper 20s they, and in numbers, too. So, yeah, uh, I kind of want to go back home. Go my
2: Take a little bit. Yeah, the fall <laughs> up there, they said, is just amazing. You know, it yeah. just, you
0: know. Knives, machetes, saws and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
1: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: won't dive in. <laughs> didn't dive into too many
1: details again. Right? <laughs> but,
2: yeah, that's how it is here. Once that fall kicks in here, we got a good little run of stuff. and stuff. Yeah. You know, in the winter, I, I kind of shift full speed for trout, you know, during the winter. So I do go catch some redfish down it. But, yeah. man, it's just – a big old yellow mouth
3: coming up. Yeah. I I know what you mean. It's just I don't know. The redfish, man, it's like a trout. You get him, you set hook on him, he pulls, he gives that, you know, that one fight at the at the boat that determines whether he's gonna spit that lure, you know, he's gonna get the best of you or not. And uh the, the redfish fight is like, I don't know, dude, it's just I feel helpless and I like it. I, I use low low pro baitcasters. cancers. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about ten to ten to twenty pound braid. Yeah. Um Ten to fifteen pound fluorocarbon, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 literally I got that rod bent over and I love it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So uh, redfish is, is my go. That's my go-to fish.
2: For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't beat their the drag screaming pools they have. You know, yeah. if, if anybody's, you know, I got some of the other hosts on on, on our podcasts uh, that were part of Palafin. You know, they're like, man, I'll come down. And, I need to come down and fish dust and get on some redfish. I'm like, man, come on. You're, you're gonna have one hit, or you're gonna have one blow up in your top water. And you're like, what the hell was is- <laughs> Yeah, It's <yeah. laughs> like a dang cinder block thrown in the water. Bam. Exactly. When school- yeah. When they're schooling over here, they'll they'll school and they'll be like, be like 50, 65, 75 redfish coming, it's and it'll be crazy. birds following them, like doing yeah. hopscotch. That's what I call it. And then just run up on them and just. Rip one out, and you go catch back up to them. If they don't split up, mm-hmm. rip another one out. What you're and doing just, is you know,
3: dangerous right now. I want to call out of work for tomorrow. Yeah, at the water. All right. I <laughs> know,
2: uh, right? I got to be there tomorrow too. My next day's off Monday, so I'm, uh, yeah. I'm definitely hitting. I don't care if it's raining or lightning or whatever. I'm I'm on the water. I all am right. on the water for so, sure. <laughs> Man, we uh, we rolling through. I got this little list here, and then uh, I just kind of wanted to go over a couple of other things with you, um, you know, getting in that kayak, you know, and staying organized, that's a big, big plus for me. You know, what, what is one of your favorite accessories that you've had uh, or found over the years, kayak fishing, that definitely aids in that organization? You got anything in particular you'd like to use? or?
3: Yeah, uh, right now, <clears throat> being I do have a Hobie, uh, I use uh, the Hobie Ben. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, but it's like a H reel attachment. It's yes. a nice yeah, nice size bin. I can put my my leader line in there, um, but it has a tray on the top. And what I like to do, if I find the fish, say I have a live bait on. If I find a decent bite of fish, I'll put that live bait up, or I'll you know change out and JK, but I can keep it there. I don't have to open up a Plano, pop it open, put it back. Yeah throw it in the boat run the risk of getting stuck in me um it keeps me organized and I'm not by by any means an organized guy But that <laughs> man, it, it keeps me it keeps me me sane while I'm while I'm fishing on the water um but yeah that that definitely is mine I can't I can't fish without it. At, at this point I've come a long way with it I keep everything in there yeah yeah
2: there's a lot of great companies that make that just like you said you got the HRL attachments you got that little bin yeah. It's got little cutouts. You can hang lures on it. You yeah. put pliers in there. You put everything. And there's a company I, you know, that supports the podcast that I'm a part of. Their team, Yak yeah, Gadget, has a lot of great accessories too. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be near as organized if I didn't have their their low pro crate in the back, uh, loaded mm-hmm. down, and then their their little uh, organization uh, bags that fit on the back of the seat. Or there's I saw a little them, yeah. there's one on the side that holds my paddle and two rods horizontally, so I can mm-hmm. lay my rods down real quick you know, and get underneath something low yeah. or something if I want to throw them in there. You know, it just like that to me is a big, big part of, of of for me is like being organized and having everything in the same place every time, yeah. especially when you get in onto tournament days and you already don't want stuff getting in your head. You want to know where that I could reach down that net's going to be there every time. I could reach over here and my pliers are there every time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, man, I preach that. If I if I'm out, you know, if I'm doing something, writing an article, or say got to do a seminar on something, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about organization. That's like, a, man, that's a big part to me. It's like, I, man, I gotta stay organized.
3: <laughs> I, I, I really had a hard time, you know, organizing in that uh, new canoe with the, the you know the paddle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because you needed so much clearance to clear that yeah. paddle. Yeah. So now in the hobby, I'm like, oh man, okay. All right, this is how I'm gonna do it I got all kind of room now. Yep. Yeah, I got my rods on my left side. Um, I got my in-action rod holder sitting up here on the uh, on the right side of me. Um, but I utilize all of the storage compartments. Uh the sure. under seat, I got two 3600s on under me, two-tier for yeah. my hard baits. I got my soft plastic on the back of my seat. Um, and in the front department, that's where I keep my terminal tackle, with my jig heads and whatnot. So, yeah. I, so I, right I am organized right organized right
2: now, yeah,
3: yeah, I'm an organized dude now, I'm a force to be reckoned with now. There you go. I know, my, I know I used my to, my
2: stuff was, uh, Plano makes some, Bass Mafia makes some, Tackle Warehouse has <laughs> some, they're called the money bags. They're like a big yeah. plastic ziplock bag, but they're like thick, yeah. And that's what I throw my soft plastics in there, I throw them there and put them right behind a seat, you know, fits right in there. By, oh, above my battery and then, my, yeah. then I got my mm-hmm. boxes lined up in my in my in my crate and it's just you know stuff like that that little that little rail attachment uh, mm-hmm. to, to organize my fish grip my pliers and keep everything I got a cup holder a couple of them a couple cup holders go a long way too throwing some jig oh. heads it's little extra stuff in there all the time <laughs> I, I got to clean all that out when I get home I got like a new <laughs> yeah. in there wake bait spinner bait uh, you know, Redfish Magics,
3: you yeah.
2: know bull, yeah
3: all of them. My cup, holder, my cup holder starts out with a red bull in the morning, and mm-hmm. then by the time I, I, I load back up, ain't no telling what's in that cup holder that I yeah. got to get out before I hit the road. I use a trailer, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I,
1: I come to-
2: off a rough day and they'd be like freaking plastic tails everywhere, shrimp imitation, <laughs> paddle tail, uh, flue you know <laughs> four top orders on the floor like two yeah. wake baits in the cup holder and jerk baits and in the winter it's corkies everywhere like and then I gotta get home and clean them I'll yeah. hang them all up you know I'm yeah. I'm lucky I got a pretty good garage and my trailer just backs right up in there and I just slide my yeah. kayaks off on the hit, you know if I don't want to drag the trailer and yeah. then you know I got a good rack I hang all my baits and let them dry and you know I I, I like I like that I need to clean it up more
3: often or not it's like a dang like I, own, actually right now, there. I got I got I'm I'm working on a reel right now The drag is yeah. uh needs some attention. But uh, I forget, man. People everybody does it. You get know, off mm-hmm. the water, you're so tired from dragging and all stuff like that. Yeah, I completely forgot I dunked the reel. Man. And you know that, that's that's no good. I gotta break it all the way down and
2: yep, gonna break it all <clears> down and yeah. clean it.
3: Yes, yeah, sir. Sure
2: do. Yep, that that's a big plus of uh of being on top of things too is real maintenance and maintaining your gear. That's another yep. thing. I could I could talk a whole segment about that, <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, no. It, it, yeah. It, it, some some people need to hear it though. From landing the fish that. though,
2: that can keep yeah. you from landing the fish of your life right there. Yeah. I, I, I tell, real, you, I tell
3: the people. I tell people all the time, come prepared. Come prepared. Come prepared. Yep. Clean, clean your reels and make sure the drag's right, um, because you never fish know when, when that fish of a lifetime is going to hit.
2: Retie them knots. My, we got them knots. I I get lazy sometimes. I run my hand. Like, oh. on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a fresh leader on there. That yeah. that 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 jig head's been sitting there for two weeks, and you hadn't fished. There's Rusty. definitely been some <laughs> rust, and it then putting some putting some some soft spots in that leader line. Ooh. Especially at the knots. Yes, you had a knot fail. That's a heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Right it there, is. man. Yeah.
3: You want to minimize Dude. those mistakes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Uh, it's happened to me so i speak from experience yeah. right there.
3: <laughs> yeah you want you want to bite you don't want to like you know you you second guess three times sometimes like is it really that bad and then you'll find yeah. out when you when you hook the right one and it's gone.
2: yep i do i do use um twitch twitch fish clips for my top waters
3: that's yeah i've heard of them um uh, buddy yeah, they're out of Louisiana uh, Mexico,
2: yeah, they're out of Louisiana. they some they're pretty good. I haven't had one of those fail. Now, some of the, the little twist ones from Norman, I've had those break mm-hmm. and pull apart on big redfish, but the twitch fish clips I haven't had anything break on them yet.
3: Throw I them one it, I use A on tactical, red, you know. uh, but, tactical anglers, and uh, you know, I use them back. Yeah, they're, they're,
2: and they're and very very similar, I believe, to the twitch yeah. fish. Very similar. Yeah, yeah.
3: the FG yeah, knot, I, the FG knot, and then that tactical angler clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ain't nothing breaking unless you know it's malfunction, dude. Yeah. That FG knot is is tough. Yep.
2: Oh yeah, we well, can get get it tied right. They're just hard to tie on the water sometimes. Oh no,
3: I don't know. I don't do it on uh, – uni knot on the water, but
2: yeah, I'll do an Alberto. I'll do a Alberto on the water.
3: Yeah, I'll do or a crazy uni,
2: Alberto. Uni, also. But at home, yeah. if I got a time to tie FG knots on all my leaders the night before, I'll do all FGs. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yes, sir. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely.
3: I'm <laughs> in.
2: well dude man i appreciate you coming on the show tonight man that's, that's uh, Robbie, man good stuff dude and uh Estuary code taking off man i'm hoping that uh hoping that blows off blows up you know blows up and, and takes off
3: i do uh, too man I, you know i hope i hope we can uh uh we all you know end up learning from all this uh because i'm not hiding nothing we homegrown we right here with it man do it right it. now right that's there right.
2: yeah y'all can give him give mac a follow it Estuary co on social media, you know, it's uh, at estuary.co E-S-T-U-A-R-Y dot co. And sure. then also he's got a, his other account, you know, the plastic boat boy. Go go give him a follow, man. Go show him some love. Uh show us what what, what the uh, tide chasers do, man. we support each other and and, yes. and bring that community closer together. And that's that's what that's what it's all about. That's what this kayak, that's what the big thing about kayak fishing that really Made me love to speed the speedy, sport even more it was all the camaraderie with everybody once you meet everybody in tournaments and hanging out. Yeah.
3: It's you know the greatest people I've met, pretty
2: dang cool, man. So yeah. man, that's awesome. I, I appreciate you coming on the show, taking your time to come out and chat with me. Uh you got anybody you want to thank, sponsors, support, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, shout out anybody. Just get yeah, um,
3: you? I want to give a shout out to uh, and these are all Instagram names, uh mm-hmm. Rich Fishing, uh North Florida Kayak Fishing. Uh, Johnny Two Swole and Franco Fishes. My boy's out at a tournament right now. I think he's off the water, uh, off the water today. He the tournament's over, but um, you go you know, go over the IG uh, those names out and you have some great content, man. Yeah, yeah.
2: They'll be fishing. Is that the the extreme kayak series for the Sailfish? Is that Frank Franco? Um,
3: Franco, yeah. No, what's his last name? Not, uh, not diet.
2: Diet.
1: Yeah, Yeah,
2: oh yeah, I follow him too. And Johnny, I need to get old Toothwol on the podcast too. <laughs> Johnny, hey, make hey, you listen, man. You
3: come on. Richard too. Yeah, in. yeah. He'll all y'all. He's about to get all of y'all on there. Shoot. will be tuning in. Hey, uh, and also, Marty, Matt McLeese. Marty gets up on here. Matt McLeese at uh, Retailer's Reef. Uh man, he has a great, a great shop, uh, good knowledge, uh, a lot of equipment, you know, that we here use and mm-hmm. get the job done. And he's in tune with the fishing community, man. So check him out, Matt McLeese.
2: Oh, cool appreciate deal, it. man. Shoot, yeah. Well, man, great show, man. I appreciate you coming on and sharing everything with everybody. Y'all go give yeah. Mac a, a follow and check out his, his company, Estuary Code.
3: Appreciate that, man. Check it
2: out. Website, check it out. Facebook, okay. Instagram. It's all over there. Uh, yes, get some stuff rolling. Get some some love out there. So, once again, uh, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate everybody tuning in and listening. This show wouldn't be... Where it is without the, the listeners and support from everybody out here. Thanks again for uh, supporting Chasing the Tide and the Palin FM Podcast Network. And we'll catch y'all on the next one.
3: Peace. Peace. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle
0: for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.